are going to have more marriages, more babies, greater jobs. Some of you, you are going to get jobs that you haven't thought of or dreamt about. We are going to have great ministers and pastors in this house. You know, some of you are going to graduate with first class uh, distinction, all kinds of strange, strange things. Some of us are going to get scholarships for PhDs and SSDs and MMS and, oh, and as Tina would say, MSc, Master of Science. If it's not Master of Science, what else can it be? <laughs> MSc, what can it mean? Master of what? Society. Anyway. You know. But you know, as, as, as I was then, I was like, I think that we are not understanding properly what the essence of thanksgiving is and why as a Christian you must have a certain level of gratitude in your living. In fact, when I looked in the dictionary, thanksgiving, they said is specifically related to God. We don't give thanksgiving to anything else or anybody else. The queen doesn't get thanksgiving. The prime minister doesn't get thanksgiving. Our husbands and wives don't get thanksgiving. It is God. That is one thing reserved for him. Romans chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says in the message Bible, I thank God through Jesus for every one of you. That's first. People everywhere keep telling me about your lives of faith. And every time I hear them, I thank God. Amen. So the thing about Thanksgiving and the thing about gratitude is that our thanksgiving, the, the object of our thanksgiving is God the Father. God the Father is the object of our thanksgiving. God the Father is the object of our thanksgiving. It doesn't matter if God uses somebody to bring the uh, miracle, God brings somebody, uses somebody to. The object of the thanksgiving is not a person, it's not a thing, it is God. And then it goes on to say, through Jesus for everyone. So God the Son is the one through whom thanksgiving flows. Amen. So people who don't have Christ will struggle to give thanksgiving. Do you understand? They can't give thanks because we need to go through Christ to give that adoration and appreciation and gratitude to God. You know, and it's based on our faith. The Holy Spirit is the source of the thanksgiving. Yeah, when you are not spirit-filled, you are not grateful. When you are not spirit-filled, you are not grateful. Look at Colossians chapter 3. You know, when, when you read it from the King James, the last, the verse 17 will tell us that, and whatever we do, and the end it says that, thanks to God the Father through Christ. So you see that the through Christ keeps revolving or coming through. Colossians 3.15, the Bible says, I'm going to read the message, Bible 15.17. It said, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing and cultivate thankfulness. Amen. I just wanted to highlight a couple of things so that we will realize that we should stop, you know, having this attitude of when I feel like it. Do you understand? Yeah, when I'm excited, then I'm grateful. Do you understand? When I have some major breakthroughs. No, no, no. The first thing we are seeing in verse 15 is that thankfulness is cultivated. It is something you cultivate. 
If you're a farmer, you understand what it means to cultivate. What does it mean? It means that Thanksgiving becomes a habit that one of the expressions of cultivation is what? Prepare for use. So you cultivate a land ready for what? Farming. So what it's saying is that prepare yourself and use it to give thanks to God. Prepare your heart and your mindset and use it to show gratitude. If you have a mindset and a certain attitude of gratitude, you will always find gratitude in things. Because that's how your mind works. That is how your mind operates. And then also means that to grow and nurture and maintain. To grow and nurture and maintain. I know that once a year, Easter, we also have it. Well, occasionally we have Thanksgiving service. But we shouldn't have Thanksgiving service before you are grateful to God. Your ability to be thankful is something that must grow in you. It's something that you must nurture. It's something that you must maintain. Which means that if you are maintaining a heart of gratitude, it doesn't matter what day of the week is, you should have some gratefulness in you. Just as we cultivate new skills, you can also train and learn the skill of thankfulness. You know, sometimes there are some churches, especially when you go to a church that you have a lot of like 90-year-olds, 80-year-olds, you see that they have a way of just dancing even when there's no music. Sometimes people look at them odd. You know, people look at them, yeah, it's like, What's this old lady doing? Why? You know, they'll just come to the front there. Even when the music has swing, they'll just come and then they'll, you know. Because there's something inside of them. Do, do you understand? There's something inside of them that just brings it out and doesn't need help from anybody. Yeah. Some of us right now, if they say list the things that you are grateful for, thankful for, you struggle. Yeah. Because, you see, you haven't cultivated that habit. You haven't developed that habit of appreciating things. Yeah. When it becomes a, a habit, when it becomes a lifestyle, when it becomes something that you consciously think about, the list becomes easier. Yeah. You see your little child start walking. You see your child doing this. You see your husband doing You see your wife doing And then you begin to appreciate certain things. You, in everything, you find something. Only if it is something that you have cultivated. Just as we cultivate bad things, so do we cultivate good things. And Thanksgiving is a good habit to, to cultivate. Say, isn't it funny that when a child is one, by the time the child can speak, they start and say, mom, 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 dad, dad. The next two things we teach them is what? Well, please and thank you. When the child says, I want, you say what? They say, please, then you give it. And then when you give it, then you say, what do you say? Then the child will say, well, thank you. Yeah, when you take your child somewhere and somebody offers them something, then you are looking at your child with your eyes about to strangle them. Why? Because you are expecting your child to say thank you. So how come when we grow old and we have a heavenly father and then we just ask for things? We are always asking for things and we don't say thank you. But even children are taught that, that please, thank you. Yeah, what do you say thank you? And when they don't say thank you, what do you do? You take the thing from them, depending on what kind of mother or father you are. But 
To cultivate also means digging, digging, digging. When you are cultivating a land or tilling a land, you have to dig. And that is what I'm trying to say is that if you keep digging, you will find many reasons to be grateful for. If you keep digging, you will find many reasons to be grateful for. Even when things don't look like you have a lot of things to be grateful for, if you dig deep enough, you will find reasons to be grateful for. Yeah. You know, recently I was talking to a relative of mine that I haven't spoken to in a long while. But before we reconnected or before somehow we managed to be talking on the phone, you know, a lot had been told me of what her life had been like maybe in the last um, 15 years or whatever. I hadn't spoken to her in about 15 years. But in the 15 years, she had gone through a few turbulent situations. But in the last five years or so, she had managed to put her hand upon a very, very, very rich man who had married her. <laughs> so she has become um, Mrs. Frankenstein. <laughs> Yeah, it is not a joke at all. The man had sacked his wife and then uh, superimposed his new madam. In, and then she went in there and any, um, they have battle and things. Any, but any she doesn't like, she kicked all of them. And then, re, and then she called her sisters and her brothers and said, yeah, now you can all come and occupy and then when they come, they also decide, they say, no, 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 you shouldn't be using this kind of cars. You have outgrown them. You should be, you know, and uh, I mean, it's like now she's a big madam. Do, do, do you understand? Yeah. You know that when, when, when their husbands are rich beyond a certain level, they wear a certain kind of shades. You know the shades. Uh, the shades are like this, you know, it, it covers from the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the bigger the shades the more money you are supposed to have, not necessarily that you have that. Yeah, so, you know. so everybody was just going on and on that the wealth had affected her sisters, her brothers, her sisters, husbands, her brothers, wives. I mean, it's like from generation to generation, you know. But then when I met her, if I, when we spoke and we said oh, we should meet up, whatever, when I met her and then we spoke and it was like, oh, there. By the time I got home, she had sent me a long message. And then at the end of the message, she said, I don't know why I've opened up to you this way because I have not spoken to anybody about it. And there she was. And the one thing that had eluded her and she had been told by all the doctors that she will never have a child. So somebody will be standing somewhere full of envy and spite, and is, you know, they'll even be looking at their own husbands with disdain. Where is my big glasses? <laughs> Where is my butler? But you don't realize that she would give all of that up to have a child. And then somebody has children, and they are so frustrated because the children are very unruly. Don't sleep, don't do it. Very naughty, not teacher, not teacher, not. Then we are, we, too, we are standing on this problem. We are saying, be grateful, be thankful to God, and then you are also listening, like, be thankful for what? Three days I haven't slept. Look at this children. Look at how they just bother me and just irritate. Look, this is my child. Every day I have to go to the school. They are calling me into the school every day. Trouble, trouble. But if you dig a bit deeper you will realize that if you didn't have a child at all, you will be frustrated. 
you'll be upset. You have a child, you say your child is unruly. You are blessed to have noise and chaos in your house. You are blessed to have to gather toys every day. You are blessed to have to say, stop it, stop it, come here, don't do it. It's a blessing, it's a blessing. If you dig deep enough, yeah, if you dig deep enough, if you dig deep enough, I want to stop school. I can't study. I can't study. I can't. If you dig deep enough, you realize, is it me? Is it? You see, Tina finished her master's with other people, but some have just finished and just moved on. And they are not even taking time to sit back and say, I made it. I got through this. I've come this far. Yeah. We don't. We don't. We don't. Yeah. You have one issue with your husband or your wife, and it's like she's the worst person. But if you dig deep, you realize that she has accommodated a lot of your nonsense. <laughs> Don't worry. Christmas, they will just talk about Jesus in the manger. <laughs> we should be okay. We are fighting shallowness. So what I'm saying is that in our appreciation, our gratitude, to let's fight it. There are many things that we can be grateful for. Yeah. You see, I had to learn it the hard way because I'm always, somehow my brain only notices what has not yet been done. That's how my brain works. So I had to retune it. Now what about all the things that have been done? What about all the things you have accomplished? Yeah, yeah, your husband may be lazy. He may be lazy. He's truly lazy. He's exceptionally lazy. (laughs) He is the dawn of blessing. <laughs> yeah. But you see that even though he's lazy, he's faithful. He's faithful. He sticks with you. He's there for you. Not doing a whole lot, but he's there for you. <laughs> what I'm saying is that if you dig deep, you will find a reason to be grateful. It will, it, will, it will help us to stop discarding good things. Yeah, it will, it, will, it will help us to stop throwing away things that God thought he was blessing you with. And then you are throwing it away. If you can only dig deep. Yeah. We look at things on the surface. We are so superficial. And that's why, even the way we say thank you. You see, because real thank you is not when you say it. It's how long you remember that. Oh, thank you for the gift. It's good. But how long does it stay with you? When you see the person, do you remember how good they were? A lot of relationships end because of our superficial gratitude. Because when the boy had money, he used all on you. He used all, even the one he didn't have. He took and gave. When he should say, no, we can't watch the movie. He said, oh, yeah, we can watch the movie. Why can't we watch the movie? (laughs) But then when the person falls on hard time, then now you have your theory. Listen, my mother struggled, my auntie struggled. I'm not here to also come and struggle. Because you forget very easily. People leave spouses because they become unwell. 
Yeah, me, I didn't come and marry to look after sick people. Yes. Yes. Recently, I went to St. James's to visit a lady's son who has terminal cancer. And she said, as soon as their son was diagnosed, within a couple of months, the husband divorced her. The husband divorced her. And then every few months, the husband comes to the hospital to check on the son. And even when he comes, he's itchy. It's like two minutes, three minutes, he wants to go. Yeah. And he's going to marry somebody. If somebody could only tell the person he's married that don't be sick and make sure nobody around you gets sick. That lets you know. And she said that she worked to put him through this kind of MSC, SSC kind of things. And now he has a big job but can't cope with their son being unwell. So you see that he was not grateful. Even though at the time, I'm sure he bought a box of chocolate flowers. You know, I'm sure he sent some amazing text messages. Yeah. That is why when somebody tells you, calls you, writes you this, you know, I thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Don't hold on to it. To relax a bit. Nobody has taken care of me like you have. I've never been in a relationship as good as this. I've never been loved the way you love me. I'm ne- I don't think I can ever live without you. It sounds good. Sounds good. But when you dig into it, you realize that it's not as good as you. Let's read the next verse. Verse 16. The the, the New King James or the King James says that, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. The Message Bible says that, Let the word of Christ, the message, have the run of the house. It means that the whole house, you know, it must be the saturating left, right, and center. It says, give it plenty of room in your lives. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing your heart out to God. Amen. Sing and sing, sing, sing. Hey, double sing. Your hearts out to God. It says, give plenty of room in your lives to God. So if I'm saying that thanksgiving and gratitude must to be cultivated, I'm also saying that gratitude or your level of gratitude and appreciation is directly linked to your Christian maturity. It's directly linked to your Christian maturity. When the King James Bible says that, let the word of God dwell richly in you. And then it ends in that verse in, in Kenya. It says that, and give, have what? Thankfulness. Thankfulness. It means that the more of the word, the more spiritually matured you are, the more thankful you are. The easier it is to praise God. The easier it is to worship God. And in saying that to have that, give more room, plenty of room to the word of God. And you will realize that gratitude will naturally grow in you. Gratitude will naturally grow in you. 
You see, when you have a lot of the word of God in you, you are very sensitive to little things. Yeah, you're very, that you are unwell, somebody called you. You appreciate it. Somebody else was like, they just called me instead of coming to visit me. <laughs> yeah, they came to visit me once. They haven't come to visit me again. How many times should we come and visit you? That's the, we are talking about the lack of gratitude. And you know what? That person has never visited anybody who has been sick. Never. But you see that the one who is matured in their faith. I'll give you a good example. I don't know if Reverend will remember when we had our fire accident that Sunday morning when he came. No, the Saturday night when I was leaving or whatever, he was like, oh, in the morning. I was like, no, 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 no. Please go and do church. Where I'm lying, I'm not shifting. When you come back, I'll be lying right here. I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. But you see, somebody else too will be like, when I've got an accident, he has just taken care and he's gone to preach. Instead of sitting by me and loving me and just looking into my face, he's not a nurse. He's not a doctor. He's not a, a, a medical technician. He's not, he should sit there and look at my face. When there are people that he can go and preach to and also encourage them. So we are saying that when you are growing spiritually as a Christian, your ability to be grateful also increases. You, you, you become grateful for little things. Yeah, but they only paid me, they only gave me. Even among your children, you can see it. Even in a relationship, you can see it. Yeah, you know whether your husband or your wife is spiritual. You know. Yeah, because you see that the things that they are so grateful for are very fickle and unnecessary things. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking that we should go and um, bless this family. Ah, if you want to go and bless them, you can go and bless them. So long as if you're going to bless them, you have blessed me. If you have 100 pounds to give to them, at least you should have 100 pounds to give. You see, that is a very unspiritual spouse. Somebody who is spiritual will appreciate that, oh, we have some to even be able to give. Why should we give it to them? Why should we give it to them? Why should we? When you see yourself doing that, you should realize that you do not have a heart of gratitude. You do not have a heart of gratitude. You do not have a heart of gratitude. Some people look at other people's children and prefer them. Yeah. Some people look at other people's spouses and prefer them. Some people even look at other people's churches and prefer it. Till so you go and join the church. <laughs> then you'll be like, hey, <laughs> let me stay in my one corner. <laughs> the third thing, verse 17. Let every detail in your lives, words, action, whatever, be done in the name of the master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. The, new, the King James says that whatever you do in word, in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. God expects gratitude every step of the way. God expects gratitude every step of the way. In your words, in your action, God expects gratitude every step of the way. We're going to look at some two verses before your end. Pastor, why are you saying that? Because in everything, in fact, 
I saw this statement somewhere and I said, this is so true. It said, God has given us the power to give purpose to whatever we go through. God, God has given us the power to give purpose, meaning to whatever we go through. The only way you can give thanks all the way every time is whatever you are going through. Whenever you are going through, you are able to bring meaning into that thing that you are going through. Some of us, unless it's good, unless it's a blessing, unless it's a breakthrough, unless it's, it has no meaning. Some of us, our bad relationships bring purpose to it. Purpose one, know what not to take. It's very easy. Everything, you lose your job. There is, you can give it a purpose. There was a reason. And then you create, this is why. If I hadn't left this job, I wouldn't have gotten this one. You know, recently a man of God was sharing something with another pastor. I was telling the pastor, thank you so much. Thank you. If it hadn't been you, I won't have this wife and this wonderful children. And the, man, the pastor is like, I don't know your wife. I don't know you. you know? I was like, I know, I know, I know you don't know my wife. And, but I just want to say thank you. Then he asked the pastor, do you remember in 2000? When you were invited to go and preach in this, when they were having their youth, and the guy was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a really, really sad time. You know, we're about halfway through the journey when my car broke down. And um, yes, it was so, I mean, it was just so heartbreaking. I had to call the pastor and um, tell him I couldn't make it. And then the pastor said, yes, yes, I know all that. Because I was called to come and step in that evening. And I came, and as I was um, preaching, uh, and, and, and that time I was in a Bible school, but when I came and they asked me, I said, yeah, I'm pastor, so, so, and so. And uh, as I was preaching, uh, somebody had a testimony, and the person came and gave their testimony, a very powerful testimony. In fact, the testimony had been recorded, so it was on the screen, you know, and the pastor was still confused. I mean, yeah. So, I don't know the person. And he said, yes, I know. But, when I went back to campus, a few weeks later, I was there when another uh, uh, student came to me and said, you know what? You know, I was at the service when you were preaching, and it was something that has been on my mind because I've always thought that you two will make a great couple. Do you remember the lady who gave her testimony? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought I would introduce her to you, you know, because for God to have made her give that testimony on that day. And then the pastor said, and here she is. Ask my wife, ask my. Yeah. You have to give purpose to everything that you go through. You have to give meaning to every challenge, every struggle, every setback, every victory. You have to give it a purpose. Because we all go through the same things, but we treat them differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Joseph sat back and realized that 
Are you people afraid and thinking I'm going to kill you? No, 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 no. No. That which you meant for evil, God turned it around for good. And you see, if, if, if Joseph was any one of us, the pit, okay, we have gone into the pit. But how do we go into the pit? Then after the pit, too, we go into prison. Why? How many can share the problems? Give somebody else too. Give. But then he sat and realized that it was only the prison that would have brought the butler and the baker and it would make them remember when the king needed somebody to interpret. Because they would never have known that Joseph had that ability. But it was only in the prison. But some of us, the prison is where we stop serving God. The prison is where we just cut our church. The prison is where we give up on our faith. The prison is where it's like God is not real. Yeah. But somebody else will also give it meaning that this my suffering is so that I'll see a greater reward. I always say this thing. Most of us, our ex-boyfriends and ex-girlfriends, even when we see them, they are not nice. Yes. When you look at their face, like what? Kian, how long have you had boyfriends and girlfriends? You meet them now and it's like, really? Yeah. And sometimes you will see the state of their current relationship and you're like, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Somebody was going to marry a brother. Everybody fought and said, don't marry, don't marry. Hey, and she quarreled with everybody. But everybody prevailed that don't marry. Then the guy went to marry somebody. The next thing we saw... The girl, she had black eye, this red eye. The, 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 they're always coming in and out of police station. <laughs> they always go to the police, out police. And then she stood back and she said, it could have been me. I said, yeah, it could have been you. That is how you ought to interpret things. That is how you ought to interpret things. That when you lose your job and then you move forward, you should be able to look back and say, this was the reason why. This was the reason why. When they said no, this was the reason why. When they didn't like me, this was the reason why. When they wouldn't give me an opportunity, this was the reason why. Romans 12. The Bible says in verse 3, the message says, I'm speaking to you out of deep gratitude for all that God has given me. And especially as I have responsibilities in relation to you. Living then as every one of you does in pure grace. It is important that you not misinterpret yourselves as people who are bringing this goodness to God. No. God is bringing the goodness to all of you. The only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what God does for us. Not by what we are and what we are doing for him. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not get it the other way around. The reason why we give the thanks big giving is because we know that God is the source. God is the provider. God is the originator. One of the things that I always say is that God, apart from divine favor, divine help, divine health, divine protection, there is also something I call the divinity that bridges the gap. The divinity that bridges the gap. When we look back, we can see that I couldn't have completed this course without God. I couldn't have finished without God. I couldn't have been sustained without God. There is a gap that only God bridges and there is a gap that only God makes up for. It is not what we are. It is what he is. It is not what we do. It is what he does. It's not just what we say or others say, but it is what God says. 
may we go deeper. May we have a deep appreciation, deep gratitude. In the book of Kings, you find the children of Israel. When the temple had been built, Solomon prayed for them. And the Bible describes, it says that they had a heartfelt gratitude. The gratitude they had, it was not from just the lips. It was from the heart. The, the gratitude they had, it was coming from a deep place. When Naaman was healed and went back to Elisha, he said that, listen, now I have no doubt at all. There's not a shadow of doubt that there's no other God but your God. So I want to give you a gift. I want to present something because this God, no, he had total gratitude. I mean, it was like, no, there's no, it's, there's no other way. There's no way I could have been healed. There's no way my leprosy could have gone. Elisha, this is your God. I pray that we'll go deeper. I pray that we are not just going to say thank you because we have to, but we are going to say thank you because we have analyzed it, we have looked at it, we have studied it, and we have realized that God deserves our 